The Journey Hometown Journal. Then we facilitate having that meat skinned, cut, wrapped, and it's frozen. Then we give it to the food banks, missions, and churches. Any any food outlet that uh, enrolls with our program, we turn nobody away, can receive that meat at no cost to them. Welcome to the Hometown Journal. I'm Mark Edwards. This week we want to share with you the work and mission of Hunters for the Hungry. It's an organization that helps provide food assistance to families through harvested deer. Gary Arrington is the director of Hunters for the Hungry. Tell me a little bit about your background and how that led you to working with Hunters for the Hungry and, as we mentioned, uh, now being the director. Well, it's part of my testimony. You know, I grew up in Franklin County, and we loved to fish and hunt up in that part of the woods. And uh, and then I, I wound up being a game warden, and I worked in law enforcement for years. And then, uh, you know, the, the director, who was the former director and founder, David Horn, uh, David contracted cancer. And I remember going to visit David because we became very dear friends uh, during that time uh, when I was in, in law enforcement. And I remember him saying, you know, I'm not going to I don't know what's going to happen to this program, but would you be willing to come and work for us? And, you know, my answer to David was, man, I like chasing bad guys and girls too much and I just can't <laughs> do it. And then he passed away on Valentine's Day of 2002. And the the lady that was assisting him at the time became director. She came and asked me, would I consider coming to work for the program? And, you know, sometimes we have to step out of the boat in faith. Mm. Uh, my wife and I have a special needs son, and we were paying, you know, uh, costs for his medical care and different things like that. But, you know, we, we stepped out of the boat uh, and we, we took a job with this charity and we feel like it's what God wants us to do. Uh, he orchestrates things according to his will. And I get to go to work every day to do something that he commanded us to do, and that's to provide food to those who are hungry, whether we provide it physically. But I believe that if we can, we could satisfy all the spiritual hunger in our world, there wouldn't be any more physical hunger. I'd be out of a job. Well, there you go. Explain a little bit about how what Hunters for the Hungry uh, does relates to what you just mentioned, and that is meeting the needs of people who may not have enough food to eat. Yeah, we take a God-given, renewable, natural resource. It, people don't need me to tell them that we have plenty of white-tailed deer in the state of Virginia, um, whether you're dodging them with your car during the red parts, certain parts of the year, or if you're trying to raise a garden or have flowers or ornamental shrubs and things of that nature. But David was a very brilliant man, and David saw this viable herd of deer, and he also saw that there was such a great need uh, by these food banks and missions and churches to have high-protein, low-fat red meat, which is essential for small children for brain development, as well as for the elderly to maintain healthy bone structures and bone systems. And so David decided to try a pilot program to see if hunters would be willing to donate their deer, and they do so through processors that participate with the program. Then we facilitate having that meat skinned, cut, wrapped, and it's frozen, then we give it to the food banks, missions, and churches. Any any food outlet that uh, enrolls with our program, we turn nobody away, can receive that meat at no cost to them so that they are able to help their already strained budgets and they're able to provide this really essential natural resource. You mentioned food banks, and since COVID, we've interviewed a number of, of different food banks in Virginia and North Carolina, and so many of them 
have struggled uh, with coming out of COVID and then with the rise in food prices. So, again, this is a, a, a tremendous resource and a help to the food banks. It is. And many of them will tell us that, you know, when COVID hit, um, people found out that they couldn't rely on the local grocery stores to get their, their meat. And a lot of people love red meat, you know, steak and things of that nature. But the availability was one thing, but the cost has continued to soar. I think the average medium price for uh, beef products right now altogether is like $8.45 a pound. And we're doing venison for $1.50 a pound. Is it a national program or is it a a regional program? We are not. We are a state program. We are Virginia-based, Virginia-serving. There are about 38 states uh, that have some type of a feeding or game-related hunting feeding program. But no, we're very blessed that we're Virginia-based, Virginia-serving. About how much venison is donated each year through Hunters for the Hungry? Well, and that's something that we've seen decrease since COVID. Uh, but we have averaged in the last five years 214,154 pounds a year. Hmm. We're, we're right now, I just checked a few numbers last night, and we're upwards of 160,000 pounds right now. And we still have a number of processing bills that will come in. And we don't count our pounds until we pay the bill. Are you seeing more hunters participating in the program than you've seen in previous years? Well, unfortunately, I don't know if it's culturally or whatever, hunter numbers have plummeted. Mm -hmm. Um, There are fewer hunter numbers by far than there were, say, five years ago. However, those hunters are very successful, and they are so generous. And the neat thing about our program, you don't have to hunt to be a part of what we do and to help us to be able to provide this wonderful resource that's necessary for healthy diets for all people. That is Gary Arrington, director of Hunters for the Hungry, based in Virginia. You can find out more about their efforts to help feed those in need when you visit their website, h4hungry.org. That's h4hungry.org. When we come back, we'll let you know some ways you can be involved with their work, even if you're not a hunter. In a world where we're all connected, sometimes we feel disconnected. But with the My Journey FM mobile app, you can experience hope and encouragement whenever, wherever. Isn't that cool? Engage with your favorite Journey artists and music. See what song just played. Find out what concerts and hometown events are in your area. Get connected. Lately, I've been listening to it almost every day. The My Journey FM mobile app. Download it today in your app store. Now back to more of the Journey Hometown Journal. Mark Edwards back with you along with our guest, Gary Arrington. Gary is the director of Hunters for the Hungry. The organization was founded in 1991 and since that time has processed and distributed over 7.7 million pounds of venison to help feed those in need in the Commonwealth. Gary, before the break, you were sharing that you don't have to be a hunter to volunteer with Hunters for the Hungry. Well, we, we do a number of events. We go to a variety of trade shows. We love to have people that could go out and speak and on our behalf, hand out brochures and literature to people. Um, we have a big event, uh, Hunters for the Hungry Night at the Lynchburg Hillcat Stadium every year, and we can always use volunteers to help us get everything together, set it up, and take it back down, and even to run it during, during the event. So we have a newsletter that we'll be publishing in July about 
probably 23,000 of those that we'll need folded, stuffed. And so people can reach out to us, and we will be glad to to utilize their God-given gifts and talents and whatever time they have available. What's the best way for people to contact Hunters for the Hungry? Uh, our toll-free number is one 800 352 Four eight six eight. That's one eight hundred three five two hunt. All right, very good. And we'll also give the website uh, here during the program and at the end as well. You talked about this earlier. For those who may just be listening in this portion of the program, let's kind of recap. What is the process uh, from somebody hunting to the food distribution to it actually ending up on a family or someone's table? David did not see any need to reinvent the wheel. So we encourage hunters uh, to donate. If they if they are able to harvest a deer or two and fill up their own freezers, take care of their families, then we would ask them to consider donating a deer to us. We also acquire a number of deer each year from farmers who get kill permits to uh, protect their crops and their livelihood. And we also have many cities and towns and municipalities throughout the state who have to conduct herd management efforts to reduce deer vehicle collisions and a lot of the ornamental damage that goes on in parks and subdivisions. So we accept all of those deer. Those deer, we have processors uh, scattered throughout the state. We currently have about 62 of those, and people can take those deer, give it to the processor, and say, I'm donating it to Hunters for the Hungry. They'll process the meat. Now, we do, as a basic cut, a lot of times if we've got an on-site feeding program where it's going to, they will grind most of it or do mm-hmm. stew meat, things that they can make stews and spaghetti and things of that nature with or chili. But then that meat is then given to food banks who approach us and say, you know, we could use some venison. And we find out, you know, what's your storage capacity? How many people are you serving weekly or monthly? And then we provide, when, we, when I get a call from, say, a local processor, and he says, I've got a 1,000 pounds ready to go. We have a rotation list so that we can try to make sure that every one of those feeding programs gets some of that venison, and we give it to them free. The processors send us the bill for the processing. So we pay all of those bills so that for the entity donating it and the feeding program receives it, it's all free. And ultimately, the families that come in and get it, it's free to them as well. And the hunters that participate in this, along with helping to feed the needy, they're also helping with managing the deer population. Absolutely. Hunting is the best management tool there is. And, uh, and hunters going out and harvesting those, uh, those deer, and even in some cases extra deer, help to manage the herd to, again, to reduce the deer vehicle collisions, the amount of damage, um, but it also provides for a healthier deer herd. If um, you know if they get overpopulated, uh, they are susceptible to disease and things of that nature. Overpopulated deer, they can spread ticks. Um, I'm a victim of alpha gal from a tick bite. You know, not saying it came from a deer. However, they they do carry a number of those. So so it's it's a big management effort that helps on many many fronts. Today on the Hometown Journal, we are sharing with you the efforts of Hunters for the Hungry and helping with food assistance. Over the last five years, Hunters for the Hungry has provided an average of 214,154 pounds of meat annually. That equates to over 856,000 servings of lean meat each year. But as we mentioned, you don't have to be a hunter to work with the organization. They have other volunteer needs. To find out more, call 800-352-4868 or visit their website, h4hungry.org. 
That's H, the number four, hungry.org. Back with our final segment in a minute. The My Journey FM app. So many different artists. Music, hope, and encouragement anywhere, anytime. Brings you to a whole new level. Your favorite Journey artists all on your phone. A lot of encouragement. If you want to help share that hope and encouragement, you just have to tap Give Now to support the journey. The My Journey FM app. Get it today in your app store. Now back to more of the Journey Hometown Journal. Mark Edwards back with you. Hunters for the Hungry has been in operation for over 32 years. Through their program, deer meat is processed and distributed through food banks and feeding programs. Gary Arrington joined Hunters for the Hungry in 2004 and later became the director. He is with us today to share how hunters can be involved, as well as meat processors and volunteers. Gary, as we uh, wrap up here in the final couple of minutes, what's ahead for the program in 2024? Well, you know, we're continuing our events. We're always looking for anybody that has an idea about maybe a fundraiser they might have on their heart that that could help us. Uh, One of the biggest challenges we're facing statewide right now is the loss of processors. Uh, Many processors are aging out, and the younger folks, uh, they're not able to find people to take their places. Mm -hmm. And so we are looking for processors, and we ask folks, if you know someone that's processing, uh, has their own business, please have them reach out to us. We'd love to to talk to them and see if we could get them enrolled to work with our program. And we're just so thankful for all the hunters and non-hunters who always come together to help us make a difference in somebody's life that's struggling with hunger. And it's to me, like I said earlier, we provide food to take care of people's physical hunger. But you know what? When we go to these feeding programs and we see what they're doing to minister to the spiritual hunger, that's truly what it's all about. Gary Arrington of Hunters for the Hungry. And if you would like to learn more about their organization, the website is h4hungry.org. That's H, the number four, hungry.org. Or the phone number is 800-352-4868. I'm Mark Edwards. Thank you for joining us for the Hometown Journal. You've been listening to the Journey Hometown Journal. If you're a part of an organization or know of one in the communities we serve and would like to be considered as a guest, please make your request at myjourneyfm.com, email office at myjourneyfm.com, or call 800-424-9594. The Hometown Journal is a presentation of The Journey.